You're listening to a 9to5.cc podcast. Hey everyone, just a quick reminder that if you're going to be making any purchases on Amazon.com, Amazon.ca, or Zazzle.com, please go to www.9to5.cc first and click the links in the sidebar or at the bottom of the page to support the site. It makes no difference to you, but it really helps us out a lot. Enjoy the show. Thanks. Welcome everyone to 9to5 Entertainment System. This is the episode you've all been waiting for because finally we tackle the big topic of... The DC Extended Universe in Movies. Ah. The Marvel Movie Universe. Then we talk about Zelda, Defenders of the Triforce, the escape game. Then we sort of talk about uh, E3. We talk a tiny little bit about the things that happened. We talk about Triple X, Return of Xander Cage, and Dragon Slayer 1981. The most important podcast you're going to listen to in the next hour. 90s! Welcome to the 9 to 5 Entertainment System, where we inform you of our half-informed opinions. John. You, dude, I, like, I wanted to start before, and then we talked about politics for like 10 minutes before the podcast started, and oh, yeah. I'm super bummed out. John, you were excited. I was excited. So last week, we, last week I watched Wonder Woman in theaters with yes. my lady friend, and it was delightful. I had a freaking great time, and I, I, I thought back to like the original Man of Steel not the original, I guess, the Man of Steel. The Man of Steel. The, the, and I was like, you know, there were some parts of it that I thought that were all right. Mm-hmm. And maybe I was wrong. Maybe everyone else is wrong about all this DCEU stuff. So I went and I watched Justice League. Not Justice League. Um, Man of Steel. BVS. BVS, which I watched. And then I watched Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad. So you and have now watched all of the DCEU. I have. And I f- I'm, I'm like having a legitimate trouble deciding if I hated every second of it or if I, I think that they're just like misunderstood and deeply flawed at the same time. And, you know, sometimes you can see a movie and you're like this thing, like it was a terrible, it was garbage, but I could see what they were trying to do. And yeah. there's kind of like you can extract some goodness from that despite yeah. its many flaws. And I'm like, I'm, I'm torn up. So, I, will, I will say, yeah, from the outside looking in, I think that the biggest misstep that they took Beyond like some of like giant plot holes in BVS and whatever else, yeah. the biggest misstep that they took was making the two most like larger than life colorful characters, which would be like Superman and Wonder Woman, basically, and like making them gritty, like well or okay. overly so gritty. Let's like I get why they did that in, the, yeah, in yeah, modern yeah. Let's, cinema. Let's start with that. So here's what here's what's going on. Marvel has this whole huge fucking thing that's rocking and rolling and kicking ass and they're doing the cartoony superhero kind of thing, yeah. right? And then DC comes along and says like, look, let, what do we have? We have Batman. Batman has always been more successful when he's been dark and gritty and more more serious. Mm-hmm. And then we have all of these other characters who are also kind of cartoony, but we want to have a unified vision that's different than Marvel's. Yeah. And Zack Snyder comes along and says, well, shit, guys, the best fucking superhero movie of all time is The Dark Knight. And we have that. We have that. We can just keep doing those. And in a sense, you can view Superman from a lens of being fucking scary. He's this unstoppable, indestructible eye laser thing. Yeah. His, and his eye lasers are goddamn cool in the movie, right? <laughs> Better than Cyclops. Like, Cyclops and, and the Marvel shit all goes super cartoony. In this, all the fight scenes are, like, yes, they're Zack Snyder monstrosities with mm-hmm. the slowdown shit that is not cool anymore, Zack. But they, they still have, like, a sense of realism to them that I thought might, might be kind of interesting. With the exception of Superman... Being successful mm-hmm. on nearly every attempt to make Superman. The the first two Richard Donner movies. Mm-hmm. Outrageously successful. Yeah. Lois and Clark. Yeah. Campy. Successful. 
mm-hmm. Smallville was 10 years on TV. Okay. Like, that's not... No, Buffy didn't make it 10 years. I think your favorite TV <laughs> show didn't make it 10 years. Breaking Bad doesn't make it right, 10 right. years. Mad Men doesn't make it 10 but, years. But let's say they do that, and then everybody's like, they're just copying the bullshit Marvel formula. Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. BVS. Yep. All they had to do was put gritty Batman and Boy Scout Superman. And you have your gritty appeal. They didn't have to do it to Superman. I don't know, man. I think it's an interesting way to take the character. And the problem with Superman is that he's always super shiny, boring, bland, fucking, I'm perfect hero guy, right? But but that is and like, it kind of has a history of marketable. <laughs> like, I mean, But it always works. Yeah, you know? Does it? Do you really think that those old Superman movies or Lois and Clark would fly today? Man, those old, those Richard Donner movies are excellent. I was like, really? I just, I just want to go, I want to go and throw out there that like he flies around the world backwards three times to change time backwards, right? That happens. In yeah, those that's movies. pretty. So that's pretty dumb. Fucking... And, and honestly, on it, that, historically, that was the non-Richard Donner edit. He left eighty percent of the way through Superman two. Okay, well, the, let, that's what was on. But, the but I'm just gonna say that isn't there like a hokey, campy version of Supergirl that people love right now on TV? Yeah, yeah it's <laughs> great. And, <laughs> and Superman is a Boy Scout on it, and it's amazing. Like you know, like, I'm, mm. like, it's just like, it was such a because because the problem the problem with I just, what you're I just saying finished season two is I get it, I get it, I get, and I, yeah. I get. I get the board decision of like we have Batman, he's gritty. We're just gonna put that little envelope over the entire thing. We're gonna have like the more gritty, realistic. But the problem is, is that like outside of Batman, you only have unstoppable gods to work with in the DCU. Yeah. So it gets like, what are you so angsty well, about? You're so all unstoppable gods. This is the thing. They need to give them some character before they amp it up to the Justice League, and then they have they have serious threats that are now world climaxing, and you have these gritty characters who are now forced to push themselves beyond their limits. I feel like there might be a place that they're gonna take this to. Where it's going to work, and I, Batman v Here's Superman was less bad than I was expecting. Like I don't know if it had just been talked down to me so hard. The worst part of that movie was Jason. What's his face? Eisman Eisner. My Jesse, 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 Jesse Eisenberg. Jesse Eisenberg. Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah. He, he was like a board of directors was like, we need another fucking I had Joker. Such, I had such high hopes for him. He and it was casting. it was a disaster. And it was Every, a disaster. Front to back. Every scene he's in, he fucking tears it apart. If if there had been a better Luther, that movie would have been salvageable. Even here's, here's even the, thing the about BVS. Thing. Yeah. You take out Luther and Superman, and that movie's not bad. <laughs> you have Batman because well, Batfleck is not awful. He's he's bland. He's just like generico Batman. But except for when he's interacting with Wonder Woman, and yep. you're kind of like, that's not terrible. Yep, they had a little bit of fun. Hmm. Okay, but let's go back to the Martha thing. I, I think that that was just like terribly put on the screen. Like the the moment when. Batman and Superman, real. They're, they're punching each other. Batman's in his cool ass bat suit, and, yeah, yeah. and Superman's been all shut up with his kryptonite gun. And he's and they're like, they realize that each other's mom's name is Martha. That that there was a way to film that, so it was not as bullshit. There's as it was a on the TV. Uh, there's a hilarious short because it's produced. not it's not Krypton mom. It's like the mom from it's like hey, hey, it's Martha Martha Kent. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, M- Martha Clark and Martha Wayne. I'm all right with that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. no, but yeah, check this out. So uh, there's a, just a, as a tie-in. Yeah. There's a hilarious internet short that came spruce in montreal showing i think fred nguyen is one of the guys in it but they just they just play that up they were like word of that fight gets like out on the streets or whatever and like batman's like i'm just like i'm gonna put you all into arkham and like and blah 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 and he's just they're just sort of like yeah all our uh, all our moms are named martha and he's like <laughs> okay and then just like leaves and stuff like that and what did like, you say yeah what M- martha all 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 our moms are martha <laughs> like, yeah. and he's like we share a bond. <laughs> like, so it's like leaves. The movie right. starts. Go back. Go back to, yeah. to Man of Steel. Okay. Um, I don't have a problem with Superman 
having uh, young adult malaise. Mm -hmm. He's like, I need a break from the world going out. Just kind of like taking a break. Fortress of Solitude is like a thing in the comics. Yeah. Every now and then, he, Superman's like, later. Superman has an emo hideout. <laughs> the, the, the oil rig scene doesn't bother me so much. I can I can buy him just being like, I'm going to go be away from everyone for a little bit and just kind of be quiet. It's the looking at his dad in the tornado. I can't, I can't buy it. I can't get it. What do you mean when he lets his dad die? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a hard no for me. Really? Yeah. And BVS has, it's pretty messed up, man. Has a lot (laughs) of hard. it, It is, but I like, I like it. Superman has to make mistakes, right? And otherwise he can't be stopped, but it's not, it's not presented as a mistake at all. He's like, that was when I learned to be whatever he is. Like, protect my identity more than life. It's just, it's too much. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a hard stop for me in that movie. That scene happens, and I'm just like, I have checked out. Hmm. I am, the reality you are presenting to me as, as, as the fiction for this character, you have lost me completely. It's... Because like whatever, like it's so the, it's the guy from the extreme. It's the guy from extreme joining Van Halen. Like you are not Van Halen let me, anymore. Let, let me <laughs> let me put a point on this, okay? So what they're doing, and this is I think the, one of the problems with the whole the whole franchise is that they're relying it's on Axl Rose and ACDC. I'm like, you're not ACDC anymore. I'm, <laughs> I'm done. Like out. Or Velvet Revolver. Nah, that was a super group, man. They're allowed to bring in people from... Yeah, but they places. weren't a super group. Yeah, they were. It was four different people from... No, yeah. no, no, no. no. Bunch Vel- of okay, okay. Vel- Velvet Revolver is all of Guns N' Roses. All, all of this with Scott Wheeland. No. Uh, Scott Wheeland. Scott Wheeland. Then who am I thinking of? Stone Temple Pilots. Yeah, I know. I don't know, but who am I... Come on. The one who just died. Chris Cornell. Uh, Audio Slave. That was Audio Slave. No, but that was not a super group. That was Rage Against the Machine and Chris Cornell. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and Velvet Revolver is... All of Guns N' Roses minus Axel plus Scott Wayland. Oh. Everybody else in Velvet Revolver is Guns N' Roses. My bad. You're not Guns N' Roses Ooh, anymore. Confusing. Anyway, the mm. um, the point that like I think like they're relying on you having some understanding of the characters from beforehand in uh, BVS, right? Because like you haven't seen Batfleck, Batfleck, and you you're just kind of like assuming you're getting the Superman from before. But the first one, they're they're like doing a different Superman, one who would make that kind of a decision, and you're like against it because it's different than all of the other Supermans you've had before. You can't sell a Superman movie and then have him not be Superman. Not be Superman. No, he's Man of Steel, man. There's, there's, <laughs> I, come just, on, there's all kinds of different Supermans in the, even in the comics. They, they like have different flavors for him. Yeah, ish. Usually yeah. only from. I feel like realities. you earn it. I also feel like you earn it a little bit better than, like, once you have. This is part six hundred and twenty-five of a continuing series. Mm-hmm. I feel like you can earn a little bit of changes, but if you're Zack Snyder and you're just like, this is where it begins, you can't go completely off the rails like that. And BVS does that in the first scene. They're just like, hey, it's Jimmy Olsen. Bang! Yeah. Like, scene 10 minutes in and I'm already on a hard now. See, as a non-Superman comic reader, I don't, I, like, I didn't get, I didn't understand why that, that wasn't the worst to me. I don't care. I mean, I know Jimmy's like one of the main cast. I'm assuming he's going to get brought back to life by some supervillain. Lazarus like, Pit. Yeah, prob- probably <laughs> in fucking Justice League. Cause no, that would, uh, that would yeah, be a good... like it was, it was Zack Snyder laughing about it. I'm just like, he, yeah, that's a fun thing we did. We okay, killed Jimmy. As, as a non-fan, I didn't care. And, and, uh, like, there, and like there's like $100 million opening weekend for all three of these. A lot of people probably agreed. 
How about, here's a question. How, I don't know yeah. about opening weekend turning people off. Yeah, I was going to say, how did they... Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, admittedly, admittedly, Wonder Woman got uh, got an assist by yeah. the mummy sucking ass. <laughs> right? <laughs> sure did, like, yeah. they, like, she would have had a way crappier second weekend if the mummy was good. Mm-hmm. Right? But it was like immediately it got out that the mummy... So they, they basically had a second opening weekend because it was like a like back-to-back summer right. weekend. But I wasn't talking no, about the second opening weekend. Huh? I was talking just the first weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They all did better than every Marvel movie. That's, with, that's with two exceptions. That's because yeah. they have the you brand can, recognition. You can, you can ask your mom to name a superhero and she'll name either Superman or Batman. Right. Yeah. Hmm. And if you yeah, say a female like, one, it'll be Wonder Woman. Yeah. Like, like it's, <laughs> As as great as Robert Downey Jr. is as Iron Man, and as cool as Hugh Jackman is as Wolverine, yeah. you're like you can walk to anyone on the street and say, "Name me three superheroes, and two of them will be Superman and Batman." Yeah, mm-hmm. and then probably Spider Man. Maybe I'd say I'd say. But anyway, but yeah, and, and but like I said, if you if you ask just, if you ask that, for a woman superhero, guaranteed the only one that they would say would be Wonder Woman. I don't even know if they would get that. Yeah, I know. I they they'd have to think about it, but if they came up with a name. It would probably like, be Wonder just, Woman. Like she just was on the, TV. Just the logos she was on alone. TV in the seventies. Yeah. Just the logos alone will bring in fifty million dollars on opening weekend. I think so. Okay. Well, um, just like it's just the way it is. Those posters can be just the S and just the bat, and you can release no trailers and people will go see that movie. Yeah, I think so too. Like the brand recognition is so much stronger than anything that Marvel can throw out. Hmm. Well, bigger than Spider Man. Bigger than Captain America. Bigger yeah, than for Logan. Sure, for like sure. Logan. It's his what ninth movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, something like that. And it, it didn't have an opening weekend as strong. Yeah, but I mean, most of them were garbage. Well, no, but the X Men movies were all pretty, pretty solid. Like his his standalones were not great, but the yeah. X Men movies all did very well. And like, and his movie did, and Logan did well. Like, it just didn't do. Yeah, Batman money. I mean, yeah, and exactly. it never would because it's not Batman. Yeah, like I feel like exactly. There's like a big portion of people that'll just go see if they're like, I'm trying to pick a movie. They'll go see a Batman or a Superman movie over a Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. So. <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm really? saying all of these nice things. There's like the big flaw that I've found with all of them is they all have the feel of being like corporate paint by numbers kind of thing. Especially Suicide Squad. Holy shit! It's like they come up. They're like, what? Are, what are the coolest songs we can think of? There's like a list of six. Okay, we're just gonna play a little clip of all six of these cool songs yep. on the yeah, montage yeah. of the guys being cool. And you're like, this thing is so fucking mechanical. I, I like, I just don't. It sucks. It was it was sucks. this your first time seeing Suicide Squad? Yeah. yeah. Did you, Did you love how much they hated helicopters? <laughs> Like I I I I, I, I can't honestly, I, I can't I believe they did it. that scene. It keeps going and going, and they're just fucking like. Uh, it was well, so it, bad. Get, it gets that. That's it's really rare for me to say a superhero movie needed less. Yeah. Goddamn, Suicide Squad needed well, less. Okay, yeah, there's yeah. Just there were five we, Guardians of the Galaxy, and there were nine people in Suicide Squad, and. That's yeah, the there were there were too many of them. I think yeah. Suicide Squad works best when they're not saving the world. Like the fact well, that the they fact were like that roped into fighting with Enchantress. I, like, who is is Enchantress a big deal? I don't, I don't really, I didn't really get that part of it all. I'd never heard of this villain. But I mean, well, you're not supposed to really hear of any of Suicide Squad. Okay, they they threw Joker and Harley in there to boost them up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, which and is what they did in the comics. Good. Also, <laughs> like, he, he did. Fu- he was fun. He was okay. He yeah, was a good yeah. Joker. Yeah, def- that, definitely. That scene with flavor, but good. That scene so with good. the gangster and the the strip club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, that scene was, was was tits, man. Yeah. I love that scene. Yeah. But I like the the one thing that I feel that Suicide Squad's biggest failure. You said, did you actually not get through it? Oh yeah. Okay. So whatever. Did, spoiler. Did, did you get it? Did you get as far as when the Enchantress is like projecting? Their, uh, their like their greatest desires. Yeah, 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 that, yeah. It's okay. the same fucking worst okay. scene. I fucking okay. hate it. So they're going through all these characters, giving mm-hmm. them their like their desires. And are you like, for the love of God, why can't you put Boomerang riding a unicorn? <laughs> like you know, like you made CG stupidity all over. Just like him, I would have like I would have three had seconds. Three hey! seconds. Him just like. 
I would have been like, because he always, remember the stuff unicorn oh, and like whatever. Yeah, yeah like it would have just been like I would have been like, you got me, you got me, Suicide Squad. Yeah. I'm like, and they skip over it. It's yeah, such a, it's, it's not a, even. It's a, it's a softball. Like it's just like it's exactly. the easiest. It's like you've you've set it up, and it would be like if you actually want this movie to kind of be the DCU Guardians of the Galaxy, like which is kind of what they're going for, mm-hmm. obviously, yeah, like, the, yeah. like the wacky hijinks sub story. You have him riding a goddamn unicorn when he's like putting his deepest desires into him. Like even better, you do it animated. Yeah, it just cuts <laughs> to a cartoon. He's yeah. like, woo. Yeah, would have cost him he's like ten dollars. Yeah. Like, you animate it. Get call up the guys who did like Space Ghost Coast to Coast and just like <laughs> animate Captain you Boomerang have a, like, riding a, a unicorn. Like a negative colored rainbow dash. Yeah. He's just like he, just that. Yeah. Would have been so funny. Yeah. Like would have would have provided and like that was it would have provided a second of like <sighs> yeah. at that end sequence. Well, exactly, which was what I talked about, like where Guardians One succeeds and where Guardians Two succeeds. The dance scene in Guardians One. Buy some time. Can't dance with me, Ronan. Well, it's yeah, it's just that the Guardians of the Galaxy don't stop being funny in the third act. Like they're mm-hmm. they're they're still fuck like they're still like a like a misfit band of idiots you know like oh. yeah. which is yeah. like oh but everybody gets super serious in Suicide Squad and I was like then why do I care anymore like I'm like I only care about you because you're supposed to be funny and slapstick like, and zany yeah like and funny and funny misfits and whatever S- yeah. Suicide Squad as a movie you remove Killer Croc and you remove El Diablo mm-hmm. that movie just just flows so much better. Yeah, El Diablo is a big bummer the whole way through. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Just bringing everybody down. Yeah, exactly. And, and Killer Croc had no point being there. Yeah, because he wasn't uh, he wasn't King Shark. So if he's not King Shark, I don't care. <laughs> well, did you, did you they're see obviously the setting though? him up to go into another, like, probably a Batman movie. Yeah, yeah. But did you see um, Assault on Arkham, mm. the Suicide Squad animated feature? Nope. Oh. Is it on Netflix? Oh. It's on Netflix. It's gorgeous. Is King Shark in it? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to think of other things, I, I just I'm, I'm like torn up because because some of the action scenes were better than action scenes from Marvel movies. Some oh, of the man. characterization was better. BVS. Yeah. Why did you put Doomsday in there? Why? Like why? I don't like. You blew understand. your Doomsday wad. Yeah, it was it was too much to go into the movie, but I feel like they they didn't have a good climax to end on. Like the ending on the on the Martha thing would have been such a fucking letdown. But I mean, it could have been like okay, they could have had Wonder Woman trying to break it up and have it be a three way fight. And just remove that weird Doomsday. Well, what they could okay, have, hold on, no. let's, let's Doomsday for a second. Doomsday was fucking weird, out of nowhere, too much. Was didn't way make too much sense, to buy. But when like, it happened, when they were fighting him, that was the best fucking on-screen superheroes fighting a super monster that I've ever seen. It was so fucking cool. Loved it. But so, like, here's the thing that they just done. just the action, none of the like plot that's going on around it. Just like superheroes fighting a super monster. It, yeah, it's not easy to do that good. It looks dumb most of the time. I thought this looked pretty good. I liked it when Agent Smith fought Neo. Just kidding, that was terrible. In the first movie, it was fine. <laughs> the no, but in the third one, when they're just flying around yeah. in every direction, yeah. right? It, yeah. Yeah, this, which is often what superheroes fighting a super monster looks like. It's is a repeat of Matrix Three sure. with, with better with better. They're setting draft. up though. It's going to be Justice League. You know they're going to have ten of them fighting a big super super monster. Yeah. But that's it. Yeah, introducing Doomsday was like Doomsday. too much. Yeah, I mean like like name and name. It, was, it wasn't just that it was too much. It was it was his creation and his introduction was so weird. I haven't seen BVS, but it was it was a genetic mix between Lex Luthor and Zod in the creation chamber of the crashed Kryptonian ship. Oh wow! And it's so weird. It's so much. I mean, for admittedly, an but how does he show up in the comics? He just like crashes on Earth in a meteor, and then he's like, Time no, no, no. To. If I recall correctly, he crashes in the seventies and then lets himself out in the nineties when no. he kills Superman because Cad- he was Cadmus Grosum as oh. uh, 
as a defense to take down a Superman gone bad, uh, and then he breaks out. Ah. Uh, hmm. Either way. What am I thinking? I thought Doomsday showed up in the 50s or the 70s or something crazy. No, 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 no. Death he, of Superman. He yeah, Death of Superman is Doomsday's first appearance. Really? But I was going to say, like, when we talked about, like, Batman being, like, the strength of DC, like, name non-Batman... I mean, Scott obviously need not apply, but, like, name non-Batman <laughs> DC villains. Lex Luthor. Yeah. Calendar Man. <laughs> <laughs> he's, a, he's a Batman. He's a Batman villain. Right. You know, and I'm like, like Lex Luthor is maybe up there. Doomsday kind of is up there. Like, he is a recognizable bad guy that I'm like, why didn't you, like, why didn't you hold that a little closer? Yeah. It's, it's Lex Luthor, Brainiac. Brainiac. Darkseid, maybe. Darkseid. Uh, Doomsday. Then, then you get into, like, Obscure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, draw, there's a like real like quick drop-off. Stuff. Like, if you were to ask me who a uh, Wonder Woman villain is, I'd be like... Cheetah. Nope. It's always Cheetah. <laughs> she always fights Cheetah. It's just the weirdest. Yeah, thing. I know, but I'm just saying. But like, I like as she a, fights as a girl who has claws and is a little bit fast. <laughs> <laughs> like it's her villains. So like, I'm I'm by I'm by far not a DC guy, but like yeah. I would not know that. Like, like if I was like, there's hard... no Wonder Woman two because no one wants to see no, Wonder, there Wonder, is Wonder Woman two. You can't watch. It's gonna be so bad. She's well, gonna fight Cheetah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, exactly. That's it. Like like Mar- like Marvel at least has like a good group of people that you have a chance of recognizing yeah, yeah. and it's like and then they were like uh, yeah get, but to me that's an opportunity the, like, yeah no but that's what I'm saying but I'm, talking, I'm saying it's an opportunity that yeah. BVS blew because I was like Doomsday yeah. is one of their go-tos they could have made an entire movie like post like post Justice League whatever Superman movie comes out post Justice League could be Superman could be Death of Superman then Justice League 2 is Justice League without Superman dealing with the fallout like yeah. you know I'm like but no you blew Doomsday's in your first yeah now Superman's oh, dead so they're gonna do a Justice the first Justice League is gonna be them resurrecting Superman and yeah exactly and but that's it but like you know like they could have built to the death of Superman instead yep. of being like here it is like like I mean admittedly the, the flip side of that is I was like how does Marvel how does Marvel succeed with the Infinity Saga when they've had essentially like twenty movies to build to it, I was like, it's going to be disappointing. There's no way. No, the, how, how many is it going to be? You have Two to kill three? them. You have to kill heroes. Oh, they're gonna. Yeah. Like that that thing where Thanos kills half of the the population of the universe. You have to watch half of the Avengers die. Yeah, like I'm saying, it's like, the only thing that you have to do. You yeah, have to watch. It, it. I think I think it's good. I think like, Iron Man is very set up to die. <laughs> Like, yeah. I think that, I mean, like, Robert Downey Jr.'s age or whatever else is mm-hmm. fine. <laughs> you know, I'm like, they can definitely kill Iron Man. They could probably kill off some of the minor guys. Maybe Ant-Man's Man. going to eat it. You know, <laughs> like, I mean, I if, they're not, if they're not going to give... They just have to. They've, those, those if they're not going to give ScarJo her own movie, yeah, 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 you kill off Black Widow. <laughs> First Black Widow toy released. Dead Black Widow. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, exactly. They need to, like... And, and they're making two movies out of it. And it's like, it's like I think it's something like 20 movies are going to have basically built to the Infinity Saga. Yeah. Which is like... I feel a lot of the Guardians are going to die. Three... <laughs> Do you think? I mean, they're so are unrecognizable. They, are they coming in? They have to. I don't know. They they're, could be in a different timeline. But they've already oh, no, dealt yeah, with Ronin, the and like yeah, they're right. they're like they're physically closest to Thanos, right? Yeah, like yeah, I guess that's true. Like they might go in the first wave when he like decides to go nuts, like, and yeah, they kind of Peter, Peter Quill would be a good money death. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In, People in would be so bummed. People would be so angry, and it's Joss Whedon who's helming the thing, so he will he's, kill. He's people. ready to do <laughs> it. He will kill your favorite characters. <laughs> exactly. Looking at you, Wash. <laughs> like, I'm a I, leaf. I know. No I know. Wings. We've tapped this out. I really want to go back to Jesse Eisenberg because he broke my fucking heart. I, I really feel like they there was a big board of directors or a big board oh, of man. money people. But the trailers he made him look good around. Even. It did, and, and he that, did not that, do that poster of him with the shaved head. Yeah, just looking so angry 
as Lex yeah. Luthor. I was but, like, oh, this is going to be great. And he had that moment at the end of the film, right? Like, like the final shot of him as he's getting arrested is he's finally getting his head shaved and he had the crazy long hair. But like every scene that he's in, you could tell somebody on set, Zach or whoever, was like, no, 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 no. We need more Heath Ledger. Dude, your Heath is at fucking five. You need to put it up to 11. Oh, and Eisenberg did not have the ability to, to do that. He doesn't like, have that top end. He didn't yeah. have that range. And he, oh, he, like, no, he could have done something else. It's even else. worse for me. You know what it is for me? Yeah. Jesse Eisenberg? It's Jeremy Irons. The Dungeons and Dragons. Dungeons and Dragons, yeah. the first one. Just yeah. like... Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> no, Jeremy, I see where you're going with this, yeah. and I want you like mania. Raise the dragons! Yeah. No, 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 it's good. It's a seven. More. But you, you Pretend don't... that you don't care about your career. <laughs> the, be- the best part is, you know the footnote to that performance, right? Is that he's at, at that turn it to 11 note, he was just like... All right, everything I do, it's going to be at eleven, and it's going to be one take. And then he just like apparently like sixty percent of that movie is just on the first take. On the first take of Jeremy Irons being like the dragons was right and then just like walks off set. Like he was just absolutely like no cares given to you. Just like most of it, like one, maybe two. I mean, like I guess he contractual obligations, but apparently he was just he got he was like fine fine then <laughs> like, this is what you get now maybe he had well, a contract that was like if over like 30 days of filming you pay me xxx and it's just like we can't just, do just it keep we, going we have just to keep going <laughs> we'll fix it in post but yeah such, no, a, will such a bummer because it is because i was i was like, even excited by the lex luther casting because I, I was like it i think on paper the, it's a good the guy whiskey. from the facebook movie playing lex luther sounds yeah, amazing yeah, yeah exactly i was like uh mark mark zuckerberg as yeah. lex luther i was like i'm in i buy it i'm there i'm on board <laughs> he's modern 2017 but, but then lex he's luther. in he's he's like surrounded by the serious high class people of the world of the dc universe mm-hmm. and they're all like oh at his at his fancy ass party and he's doing the like well i'm crazy you know voice yeah. and the like hunched over posture and his like long scraggly oh, greasy that, hair it's just like we we just saw it. It's been done. We know what you're doing, and you're fucking it up. Yeah. Every every scene he had with uh, what's her face, the senator. Oh yeah, um, whatever her name is. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. famous actress whose name I cannot recall at this moment. She was famous. Yeah, really? yeah. She's like a big deal. Mm-hmm. Huh. Okay, well, like um, that. but that every single scene was like, I don't care. Yeah, just shut the your stakes, mouth. The stakes are low, and Amy Adams. No, no, no that's Lois. that's Lois Lane. Uh, Polly Hunter, Polly Senator Hunter. Church. Yeah, hey. the stakes are so low. You're not an important character. You are getting too much screen time in a mm. movie about Batman versus Superman. Peach tea, don't care. Yeah, that jar was... of piss, super gross. That's the other thing I kind of dislike. Like about... why? Why would Zack Snyder introduce a fucking giant jar of urine as a plot device? Or, or the Why? worst was the spear. They fucking do a whole scene with her to put the, to hide the spear, and then fucking three with Lois, and then three scenes later, somebody has to walk over and pick up the spear. Like that, that like you dedicated fucking like ten minutes of a movie to this fucking to, to a moment that has no effect on anything whatsoever. Worst, All it did was worst Chekhov's gun pace. ever. Yeah. Either way, I, the thing I, that, I don't think Zack Snyder knows how to direct a movie. Like I don't, I don't think he knows how to read a script and play it out in his head. He did a I, I like I on like first of all oh, yeah. the, Sucker Punch is a fucking nightmare. I like Sucker Punch it's, a lot. It's just the visuals, man. You go there, it's don't a music everything. Video. Yeah, yeah, but like the multiple layers of like what's reality and what's not reality. Yeah, I, it's like, called it, Inception. You saw it already by a it, good director. I don't mm-hmm. think I think Sucker Punch predates Inception, man. Mm-hmm. Like Inception kills that notion out of it. But I'm like I don't hate it, and I really mm-hmm. like Watchmen. Like 
I think Watchmen is excellent. Yeah. yeah. I, I think that, like, I think maybe maybe it was lightning in a bottle, but, like... I also feel like Watchmen cut out all the tough, tough parts to do. Oh, I don't know. Like, there, he didn't cut out... I feel like he, he had a, a comic in front of him that was a full script that was unchangeable. Not like he could go <laughs> off it. And he saw some parts that were tough yeah. and cut them. <laughs> he was like, hmm, how do I do that pirate stuff? Not give it to the animation studio well, extra feature. No, we have the expanded edition. I have the expanded. Yeah, but, edition. He, no, but it's, it's all animated. It's all, it's all animated. animated. Yeah, but that's it. brilliant. But he didn't direct it. Yeah. Okay, but also he his w- choice to make it animated was fucking amazing. Yeah, it's so appropriate. He, like, just, he just cut it from his job. Right. right. Yeah. And and the ending, he's like, the alien stuff is weird. I don't know how to do weird. No, I think that's a. Mm. High, I think he made yeah. the very right choice. He th- the ending is better in the movie. <laughs> like what? I wouldn't say. Better, I think that it's uh, digestible. It, it's easier yeah. to grasp, and you sat down to watch a movie versus like I've pulled together all the greatest creative minds and engineers, and then killed them all, and now a big multi-eyed beast transported into the middle of New York and exploded. Yep. Huh? World peace. Nailed it. Ozymandias is out. <laughs> like, Nailed it in one. <laughs> Thanks, like, Alan. Yeah, exactly. That's it. It's like you'd be like, what? Like versus. Coming to the conclusion that I'm going to make Doctor Manhattan a basically god that walks the earth appear to be a threat to you know mm-hmm. humanity. That's like a thousand times easier to get your head around. So with a similar result, Wonder Woman checks CNN. They fucking got. They, there was no expense spared on this movie. Whatever for BVS, whatever money they said that they spent on it, they spent fucking way more. It wouldn't surprise me if it was a billion dollars to put that movie together. They had fucking Anderson Cooper doing lines in the middle of it. They had fucking um, what's his name the. Um, Whatever. There's like a host of CNN real anchors doing yeah, yeah. bits. John Stewart was in it. Fucking all of them doing little bits to make it look like more of a real world. Mm. I can't. I cannot imagine how much fucking money they went. I don't think that stuff got to cost that much. Uh, like the studios kind of own them or whatever. All you ask you ask Stephen Colbert to be in a Captain America movie and he will show up. Uh, and but you know and, what I'm saying. Like, and he's in Lord of the Rings. He's in yeah. the Hobbit movies. Because like all of those. Like if the I don't know. Obviously how the interrelationship is between the studios, or whatever. Yeah. But I'm like they're all probably owned by the same thing. All those sets and all no, those things are like they all exist. They're like roll the cameras and say this thing. And then, like, whatever graphics and stuff they're showing, they handle in post and whatever. It's definitely it, not Ben Mulroney in it's not Fantastic Four, though. <laughs> yeah. Ben Mulroney's in Fantastic Four. Is he? Yeah. Rise of the Silver Surfer, the second one? Yeah. We, can we say the good one? No, no, Is there no, a good one? No. You can't say a good. There's no you good You can't one. say the word good with Fantastic <laughs> Four. Mulroney. All three of them are terrible. Yeah. But, yeah, that's it. I mean, it's like, the, I'm sure they... Hold on, no. Isn't there four? Wasn't the fourth one Fanforstic? No. No, there's... Three. Well, there's the one that the studio made... To maintain the rights, but never released. Yeah, the really garbage one from the late eighties. Yeah, 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 that's not. That's not real. They they made like, we're gonna make a garbage movie because we have to do it in order yeah. to maintain yeah, the yeah, rights. Yeah. But it's a, then they made the two with the original cast, then they had the reboot, and that was it. Right. God. And the reboot was gar- garbage. And it was so bad. Yeah. But, but yeah, it, you know okay. what it was? It was a lot like BVS. No. We have an idea. We have no idea how to finish this. Go off the rails. I, I don't I don't I don't agree with you whatsoever. A fan four stick was a, a ten times the nightmare of BBS. Fan four stick. Ten times now. Ten times point one is still only one, right? <laughs> on, a, on a score of one to a hundred. But man, I would watch fan, the new Fantastic Four before I watch BBS again. No way. You got you got to watch this movie. I might, but like I said, but I think John comes from a similar place to me, maybe. Where I was like, like Scott grew up actually reading Scott, Batman and Superman, yeah. which I didn't. Yep. Like I mean, other than Batman, I read a bunch of Batman comics, but I've never, like, I don't think other than uh, like oh, Kingdom Come and I guess the uh, Red Sun, like other than the weird alternate world spinoffs, I've never sat down and read 
Superman. I, I've never, you know I've that never scene, read a run That scene in Kingdom Come where Superman walks into the bar of the new heroes and they all stop. Yeah. Right? They're just like rumbling and drunk and they're like, shit, dude, it's Superman. Yeah. It's Henry badass. Ca- Henry Cavill will never get that from the two movies he's been as Superman. I guess like, so. He just, he's not close to that. What do you well, mean? I mean, that, that's what I mean. Christopher Reeves can do that. Henry Cavill is way more charismatic an actor than Christopher Reeves. That's not true. I don't know, man. It's different types of charismatic. Like, yeah. No, like... It's that, my, no, but, my, but it's my, that dream, my dream Superman. cast my dream cast for Superman all through the nineties was Bruce Campbell. Mm. And that sounds ridiculous until you think Bruce Campbell plays Clark Kent in the most perfect way. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I feel like like Christopher Reeves what is given an impossible task and nails bumbling Clark Kent. Bumbling Clark Kent is so funny. Hmm. Right. And, I don't know, but like man. he's he's like a normal person who is bumbling. He's not uh, fucking Benny Hill cartoon falling down the yeah. stairs bumbling. He's like... Yeah, but you, you I, thought Cavill I, was bum- Benny Hill falling down the stairs bumbling? No, I thought Henry Cavill was like, I'm the coolest person in the world is Clark Kent. I don't you're don't like, no, you're, is, not, you're not Bruce Wayne, Clark Kent. You're... I don't know, man. I got really something different out of this movie than you because, I, I mean, like, I get it that he's, like, not the Superman all, all the fans wanted, but I, I saw Even, him as this, like, dark, crazy, weird alien. I That's prefer, what he is. I prefer Superman Returns to... I didn't hate Superman Returns. Like there's, I didn't. there's parts, there's big problems I have around with the world. Returns. No, Superman Returns is the, uh, oh, the Kevin Spacey. The Kevin Spacey, Spacey one. One. I didn't actually see that one. Yeah, it's not very good. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's big problems with that movie, yeah. Yeah. but uh, there's parts of it, right? I, again, I feel like he's given an impossible task and kind of does his best yeah. playing mm-hmm. Clark Kent, playing Superman. So uh, there's weird. There's we can talk about other stuff. I was like, we've eaten up 30 minutes of podcast to talk about the DC. I guess I'm pretty much done. I don't. I just. I think this thing is salvageable. I feel like there was there were some good points in these movies that were overshadowed by terrible decisions that just like make the rest of it reflexively seem bad. But mm-hmm. but I, I don't know, man. If I could, I think I think I'm like more optimistic about Justice League than, now that I've seen all four of them than I was judging them without actually seeing them. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Like I mean, I could, the, my there's my two big... things about Justice League that gets me optimistic. Okay. Okay. One, I didn't hate Ben Affleck as Batman as no. much as I thought I would yep. going into BVS. Yep. Yep. And I feel like he can actually be a leading man in a superhero movie. Yes. Because he is way better in BVS than he is in Daredevil. Well, yeah. that's not fucking hard. Yeah. Uh, but Daredevil, when, when they announced he was Batman, you looked at Daredevil and were like, fuck. Oh, no. And then you watch BVS and you're like, well, at least Batman wasn't a fucking shit show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah the, tra- the, trailer, the trailer for Justice League, I'd say, has me the I most. I seen the trailer. Yeah, yeah you know, except for the robot. Why is there a fucking cyborg robot guy? Because he's that's cyborg. cyborg. Is that a real character? Yeah, yeah, man. He's part of the Teen Titans. Oh, and he's he's uh, he's black. Yes, is he? Yeah, but I, I would say is, that's is, why he's... is Martian Manhunter not in it? No. Yeah, because I would say because he replaces that's... Martian Manhunter even yeah. in the comics. So I feel that Do they... you know why? Because he's black. Well, a he's black, but I'm like also in terms of like getting your head around characters, Martian Manhunter is a bit of a jump. Like yeah. Yeah, 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 like yeah. like to be like you're like who do you got? You're like I have Green Lantern, I got the Flash, I got Batman, I got Woman, Wonder Woman, and Martian, Martian Manhunter. And you're like what? Who's like at the top of the power rankings? Who's yeah, been, who's yeah. been the member of the Justice League the, from the first issue all the way through the for sure fifty two. This yeah. is like the only comics that I have any credit in is reading all of Justice League <laughs> when I was living with Scott. I read but, every single. But Martian Manhunter is the only member. He's the only continuity. Yeah, they all check out and leave and whatever, and he just sticks around. But I'm just saying. But if you were like when you're talking about like big money Hollywood movie, it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not gonna fly. Martian Manhunter versus there's a, there's a reason he's in Supergirl and not Justice League. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, where were you guys? Anyway, I was going to say, yeah. no, just say that my, my, my final thoughts on the DCU uh, was just something like, but they've had four movies, and I feel that like in the first four Marvel movies, they didn't have a train wreck. I'm trying to think, what were they? They were definitely Iron Man. Iron Man, Cap. Cap. Thor. Thor. And... Hulk. Hulk was, the, Hulk was before Iron Man. Hulk. Hulk was pretty good. The Ed Norton mm. one. It was, it was a shaky... Like, it, it wasn't... Nobody was... I think super happy with it, but there's nothing yeah. wrong with I, it. I think I think standards were much lower for superhero movies yeah. at the time. We've now had like 30 of them to reflect here's, upon. Here's the difference with the, uh, the Marvel movies and the DC movies. The DC movies sell their characters as the reason you want to see them, and the Marvel movies have allowed the actors to become the characters. Yeah, I feel like mm-hmm. Chris Evans became Captain America in a way that Captain America wasn't before. Um, yeah, yeah, like I like, like Tony uh, Downey's Downey Jr. is like the, the the pinnacle, but even even uh, Thor, yeah, he's he was given him the character and said, "You are playing Thor. Like, what can you do with it?" Yeah, while even even going back to Christian Bale, they're just like, "You have to play Batman." You're, you gravelly voice and just go. You are playing Batman. You don't get to be Christian Bale. I'm not wearing hockey pants. Yeah. Okay. I did uh-huh. the um, Zelda-themed escape room. Woo-hoo. What's up, nerdiest thing in the world? What is what is? Is there an official <laughs> name? I feel like Zelda-themed escape room was. Oh getting... my god! Did they give you giant bombs to throw against every wall? It <laughs> <laughs> uh, was called Defenders of the Triforce. It's a touring escape. Uh, they call it an escape game experience. Okay. So um, it, this thing got like a scathing, scathing review on Kotaku, and really? which kind of lowered. Uh, me and Andrew's expectations okay. a little let bit. Let me just go back to that. Zelda, Defenders of the Throne. Defenders S- of the Triforce. Defenders of the Triforce, Escape. Uh, Zelda Escape Game. Zelda Escape Game. Okay. okay. Carry on. Because uh, Kotaku was like, uh, you sit around in these tables, and there's like there's like 10 tables all in this big room, and you're basically just doing like paper puzzles and like homework assignments. And we were like, eh, that's kind of a bummer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we were like, we had, we had really like... Psh- like diminish our expectations. We're like, okay, well, we've paid for the thing. We're gonna go. It's like it's touring all around North America. How much? Huh? Uh, like fifty bucks, okay, like, which is a little, the price a little pricey. Side. But I mean, an escape room is usually like thirty dollars, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and this one was Zelda branded, which is like you're you're, you're expecting a premium kind of thing, like sure. going into that scenario. But what they didn't kind of really talk about in the Kotaku review, or they didn't like, they kind of glossed over. So yes, you are at a table. So say there's like six people to a table, and then there's about like I think we had a we had maybe maybe 10 tables in the room, and they were all there. But what happens is, is that when you you go and you start off with, like, your first puzzle, and they are, like, just typical escape room puzzles, figuring out this and that, mm-hmm. and then you get, like, a – you unlock your first little, like, coupon or whatever, and then you get to go to these little areas that are themed and, like, a lot more decorated. So you okay. get to go to the uh, – like, the Kokiri co- co- – you're about this. So you know, like, the village where people are younger? Kokiri? Co- oh, um, Kokiriko? Co- Whatever. Whatever. Yeah, exactly. You get to go to the uh, the fish people village. You get to go to the yeah, Goron yeah, yeah. village. You get to like you go to these little places, and they have like little the actors. The actors are full in character. Like cool. when they talk to you, and like there's even like certain like keywords and stuff that you need to say. Like at one point, you need to like you get your green hat when you're adult Link, mm-hmm. and then like you unlock the Ocarina of Time, and they represent that by uh, giving you a little red hat. So like you're a red hat to be young Link. So then you can go back to locations. In, as Red Hat, as Red Hat, to like in the past to get like different experiences because it's in the past. Okay, like so the actors respond differently to what hats you're wearing and stuff. Like I was like, it's pretty, pretty neat. 
like... Did you escape from the room? We were the first ones. Really? Yeah, Out yeah, of yeah. anybody in Montreal? Well, oh, out of anybody in our group. Okay. Like, okay. I mean, I think they were they ran it for the weekend or whatever, oh, I so... See, see. I mean, like, but yeah, but of of the of the, the showing that we did, we were the first ones, huh. which was kind of fun. And it was the best, too, because it was, like, down to the wire, because there was a group, <laughs> there, were, there was us and the other group going, and we, like, half-cheated, but I mean, I don't think it's really cheating, because you can have the oak green and you can do anything. Did you beat little kids? Is that what's No, we happening didn't beat here? little kids. No, everybody... <laughs> Is this every- a Laser Quest story? Uh, <laughs> no, everybody was... Everybody was in their 20s or whatever but it was like so when we were going to the the temple of time Mm -hmm. we brought both hats with us because we were like we have all the pieces we're just not sure if it needs to happen in the past or the present right and they only had their green oh no they only had their red hats and they were just sort of like and the temple of time was just sort of like i don't know what you're talking about the world isn't in danger like (laughs) because it's like it was the past it's in the past where like ganon is in the in the present and we were just sort of like put on our green hats and we're like all right <laughs> but like otherwise they they had gotten there first but like without the correct items. amazing <laughs> so we're like suck it and they looked they looked angry which was kind of delightful <laughs> like when they saw us being like Whoop, putting, <laughs> putting on our green hats behind them and like the temple of timekeepers being like what like but yeah no otherwise it was uh it was pretty fun like it, it lacked the kind of claustrophobia of an escape room of being really like locked in a room mm-hmm. but had a better sense of like kind of having a world and that like you'd go back to your little base like you'd go into the uh what is the what's the fish village uh, the gorons are the big ones gorons the fish are the, are the zora zora yeah zora? you go to like you go to the zora thing and you talk to uh fish guy the fish guy yeah. and whatever and then you get like a box and you and then you bring the box back to your table and you have to, like find different ways to unlock it it did a really good job of kind of like doubling back on itself yeah. a lot where it's like like, three-quarters of the way through the thing, you need to, like, that box that you've been, like, ignoring on the table, you're like, oh, crap, there's markings on it. And then you, like, go back to this, like, basically, like, prop that you've, like, mentally forgotten about. kind of forgotten about and, like, discarded. Neat. So, yeah, it was, like, really well-designed, uh, except lacked the claustrophobia, but made up for, I thought, in having, like, in A, having a lot of actors to interact with, which usually escape rooms are very, like, cut mm-hmm. off, other than, like, here's the room and go. Had a lot of actors interact with who were all really into their jobs. Like, mm-hmm. they all had, like, the Goron guy was like, welcome, adventurers, and, like, all that stuff. I was like, adorable. Like, yeah. the the Zora one was like, hello. And, like, the little Cocorico kid village was like, the kid, like, the guy played was just like, hey, you're young, like me. Awesome. And, like, it was like, <laughs> you know, like, just really, like, they all did it. And, like, and then was, like, distrustful of you when you were an adult being like, Normally we don't let grown-ups in here, you know, like yeah. I was just like which is stuff that you usually don't get in an escape room. So, I mean, I feel the price tag was a little high, but at the same time there was like 10 actors yeah. who were around for like an hour and I mean they got to get paid. And you have like the Zelda thing and they're doing another one apparently, I think in the fall, a Final Fantasy themed one called like uh The Legend of Bahamut or whatever. Interesting. So it's like yeah, it's the Which same Final Fantasy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean by calling it Final Fantasy The Legend of Bahamut, it's kind of like I feel that if they're it's smart It's not going to be tactics. <laughs> yeah. No, but yeah, it's in tactics. But you know I'm like if they're smart if like I don't I mean I don't know, maybe I'm giving them too much credit, mm-hmm. but I'm like if they're smart with it, they're just going to go like typical Final Fantasy and just kind of stick with stick with Bahamut, maybe be like a meteor is going to hit the planet. It's going to show up somewhere. Yeah, exactly. Sword chucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you you know like I'm saying like you can you can go pretty generic with a Final Fantasy like oh, yeah, planetary sure threat. Like you know, if Squaresoft has has had as many hideous misses as they have staggering successes yeah but the, but the, yeah. but even the misses have the same kind of themes yeah, yeah yeah right in an escape room you're just going to be like 
the, the puzzles are kind of Final Fantasy themed. You're going to talk about some gill and you're going to talk some potions. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be a Phoenix Down maybe somewhere around. But whom it's going to be there. Maybe. Armoire of Invincibility. There's going to be a Moogle. Yeah. If there was an Armoire of Invincibility. <laughs> an Armoire of Invisibility? Yeah. Ape Theater? No. Yeah. I don't recall. You don't remember Ape Theater? Versus I, mean, I remember Ape Theater. I just, yeah. The whole first plot was them trying to find the Armoire of Invincibility. Yeah. They think it's armor. Right. Yeah. We got this giant piece of furniture. I mean, I'll just be, out of the mine. Listen, listen, escape room crew. Here's how you make a Final Fantasy escape room: is you just like you throw away 98 percent of Final Fantasy, you hang on to two percent of it, and you set the entire thing on the ghost train. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be so or, down. Or you do like Final Fantasy 14, where it's not an escape room so much as it is an escape hallway, and you just have to walk forward, and then you're out. And you win. You win the game. Womp womp. But yeah, no, I, I feel that a haunted train Final Fantasy would be super funny, and you could start in uh, Zozo, and mm-hmm. you just have that music playing. Oh, do, 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 do. Best! Palom and Porum as NPCs. It's like, we're, we're lovable twins, and we're here to show you the way. Stone! <laughs> what? No. What? <laughs> They're no, I need... They, they gotta come Soft. back. Yeah. Potion. <laughs> Elixir. Oh. oh, no. Thanks, Final Fantasy. So, uh, yeah, the trauma. I'm cruising through Reddit, and there is a they're advertising the new Murder on the Orient Express movie. Okay, okay, so that, you know they do those like Q and As, and you know, okay, so they they put they put the first trailer up, and then there's like, hey, I saw the first trailer for whatever, and it's obviously the the media group right. for the movie, right? Right. So they have to answer every question that somebody puts on there because it's the first thing, whatever. So I'm like. <laughs> So I'm like, is this, hold on, is this a movie on a train? Is this a remake of Snowpiercer? Because I don't think they can make a better movie than Snowpiercer. <laughs> and somebody fucking answers me all serious. Like, no, no, no. There was an older movie called Murder on, it's like, a, it's a spy movie. Like, they go into all kinds of detail, like, fucking. Trying to pretend to be real. Trying writers. to pretend to be real, yeah. Good uh, times. Good times had by all. You can't troll me, because I'm going to reply Earnestly, exactly. Yeah, exactly. You have to. Uh, I guess before we hit movies, mm-hmm. if, uh, did any did any of you watch any of the E3 coverage? No, I watched a bit. I watched. Did they release anything for the SNES? Because I'm going to hook mine up again soon. No, but what they did do, which is kind of cool, Nintendo had that nifty. Uh, why they canceled the uh, the NES Mini right. is that they're apparently like announced like it's a either a one time fee or an annual fee that's going to be on the Switch. Mm-hmm. To have access to like everything, like mm. the like it's a massive virtual library that is just going to be like e- either you pay once or you pay per. E- There's per no way it's going to be a monthly thing. There's yeah. just too much, too much in there. But either way, it's like it's like like I said, it might be like sixty bucks a year or something to just have access to like all of NES, all of Super NES, all of like fucking everything. I, it blows my mind they don't already have that. They're just like giving away. I I would have bought one of the various nintendos in the last yeah. 10 years if they had had that on yeah exactly that's it so that that's yeah. interesting that nintendo is coming yeah but out it's with. gonna be a switch john those controllers are weird i mean no you is, can buy a real controller for a switch but the screen is like not guaranteed and the the holder for the screen scratches it there's yeah there's there, they're, they're, they're are like sh- they say dead pixels are not a flaw but <laughs> but they're the, like oh you have dead pixels how many two that's fine. Yeah. We're not. Warranty doesn't cover it. Yeah. I feel that there Everything about it makes me like... But the thing is, though, is that the Switch is kind of the, still the... Per, like, I mean, like, service ability aside, the Switch is kind of the perfect situation where you want that Nintendo Super Nintendo thing because it can be played on your TV or you can just jack it and take it as a portable. Yeah, yeah. Which is kind yeah. of like what you want out of your Super Nintendo machine. Absolutely. You know, like, you're like, I don't want to be, like, locked into, like, always be using my screen time for Super Nintendo Half games. of the fun of the old 
those old games is having them on the go and being able to save state and just fucking pick up and yeah exactly but then also at the same time if you're like oh man I, I really want to you know like maybe plow through the end of Final Fantasy 6 on a big screen mm-hmm. and you're like yeah and you sit back on your couch and then just like hit the one thing I will miss from emulators is being able to speed them up because in old like NES RPGs like Dragon Warrior or whatever the yeah, ability your walk animation so the, the ability to put the like the time ding, speed up ding, to like 18 is, is well appreciated so was Fight that music? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was big. Uh, Xbox One X. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> most Xbox awkwardly X, awkwardly X, named yeah. thing ever. Coming out at super expensive, five hundred American dollars, which is the most expensive launch since the PS3 launched. And mm-hmm. when the PS3 launched, it didn't sell. So <laughs> the people... only thing that concerns me about the Xbox One X. Is I really hope their controllers are huge. <laughs> I want them bigger. Grizzly bears. Grizzly bear. But yeah, so I I went out and bought some extra grizzly bears for my Xbox. Mm-hmm. I know you're a crazy person. But yeah, so the big old, I have giant man hands. The big old Xbox One X, which I feel it just it's so I don't understand what they're thinking. Like it's the the P, like the PS4 Pro came out at not that much, and you're like this is an upgrade. It's not gonna let you play any new games. It's just, just it. gonna be Xbox One X optimized, which are gonna be cooler. And you're probably gonna have like more life of it because they're they're trying to get away from console iterations, right? Like that's what they're that's what mm. apparently all the companies are kind of working on. That like you're gonna have like games like ten years from now which are still playable on the Xbox One X or whatever. Just, just like a computer, because yeah. they're basically just computers and yeah. when you program for them to make it easier on the people making games, they just make them basic computers. Yeah. It's it's like Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's it. So it's just like it, it's gonna have like optimized for Xbox One XX. Did you get into any of the drama surrounding the Bethesda? I just heard it was a shit show. So the, the, basically the only thing they announced is that they're porting Skyrim to the new systems. And then they, they're, they're building this whole interface so that you can have paid mods. Okay. I don't know if you recall from a couple of years ago, they tried to do that. Everybody fucking hated them because Bethesda games are only good when you get into the world of modding them. Yeah. Fallout and, and Skyrim, Skyrim especially. Like they're, mm-hmm. they're just insane amounts of mods. And people <laughs> reacted violently against it because yep. when they did try to implement it, people would steal other people's mods, upload them themselves, and then people would pay money for it. And or like res- reskin them. Or reskin them or yeah. whatever. It's just it's a terrible nightmare. And I don't think they, they really realize how much they're fucking alienating all yep. of the people who want to be making these mods. <laughs> There's a YouTube series called Touch the Skyrim, mm-hmm. which is one person making another person play Skyrim and slowly adding mods into the game <laughs> until it's unplayable. <laughs> I kind of like the one that replaces dragons with Tommy the Tank Engine, and they just like, and then like the Shining Time music station comes in, and then a train flies out of the sky. Yeah, They've done that. Yeah, yeah. No, I wasn't joking. That's real. Touch the Skyrim. Pop that in yeah. pretty early. Uh, <laughs> all the trees are penises. That's a thing that's running around. And they don't uninstall any mods. They just, just keep going. Keep loading them up every, every until, episode. Until they break the code. Yeah. Which I'm sure must happen. But yeah, so... Um, E3. I didn't pay that much attention. I'm, I'm just like not that excited about the big brand name game companies these days. Like... like Ubisoft, go fuck yourself. I like, don't know, man. Ubisoft, EA, Ubisoft, Ubisoft, Ubisoft made the best the best game in the world. What'd they do? No, just Far, Far Cry 5 yeah. looks so funny. I've told you about Far Cry 5, Scott. Yeah. Hey. I don't know. Did we talk about it on the, sh- on the show yet? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> last, uh, last, last episode. No, I, just, yeah. I couldn't remember it when it happened because I remembered it, it announced before Speaking E3. of Far Cry 5, have you guys seen Mad Max Fury Road? Because, <laughs> <laughs> wow. But yeah, uh, yeah, Ubisoft, <laughs> fuck. Yeah. But I mean, like, they're not doing anything. They're just going to keep making more Ubisoft games. Yep. Uh, oh, except for that the Mario and the Rabbids game, which looks like, you know, it's like two things I kind of don't care about. Hold on. Isn't the new Mario, like, in the real world? 
Isn't that okay. a thing? There's like cartoon Mario running along beside normal dudes? Kind of, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that, that's the brand new Mario game. Yeah, but there's Mario, Mario Rambis, which is apparently going to be like a real-time tactical thing, which is like, it's so weird. You're mm-hmm. like, what the heck? Ubisoft and Nintendo just got together. And I Wait, think- I just had a brilliant idea. Yeah. Mario Kart Montreal. <laughs> Can you imagine? The orange cones, the giant potholes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Use the Google Maps stuff to run Mario Kart. It'd be super fun. <laughs> super hard. Hmm. And then uh, you're Charles Barkley, but then you're actually Charles Barkley, and then you're just... <laughs> why, why won't you let me make video games, Keith? <laughs> uh, yeah, the new Mario is open world, Yep. which uh, I feel that I don't, I don't know if we need another open world wait, game, but wait, I was like, but you know Nintendo's going to kill it. Yeah. Wait, like, I got another one. Charles Barkley is NHL. Sounds amazing. No, He's doesn't. a big fan. But you said, eh, like, there's been no bad Mario games. There have been uninspired ones. There's been no bad ones. I, I guess. I mean, like, even Mario Galaxy was, um, like, awesome on the Wii. I, honestly, I haven't really, really played too many of the modern Marios. Oh, I just, you, you're missing out a little uh, bit. Am I? I played a bunch of them. Played a bunch. Like, they're very good. They're still, like, like you know what I mean? Like, it's just, like, it's almost, like, it's it's not even fair. It's kind of like an MCU movie where you're, like, being good is just the standard on Mario games. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I've not played a bad one. They're all, like, super sharp, good platformers, whatever. Mm. Like, they're not always, like home run like best movie best game I've ever played but you're like there's no bad one so when they're like we're gonna do an open world Mario I was like that's gonna be probably really cool like one of the things that they talked about Super Mario Brothers for the Wii was surprisingly fun yeah it had no that's business the one with four fun. players yeah. and all on the same screen yeah it was great yeah, it had yeah. no business being fun but Super Mario fun. 3D World on the Wii U was awesome like and mm-hmm. then also had that whole section where they, they opened up like a, an extended kind of Star Road section at the end of the game which is like hard like it's like oh you can play with your friends and you're like no no now you need to sit down and grind these grind these levels out like play them a hundred times each if you want to get them done like which is like but I'm like I'm glad that's there like as a as an old school platformer dude I'm like sure man fucking Super Mario World for the SNES had a great Star Road yeah exactly it's crazy hard it's just like it's super fun to do and then I guess the only game that I think I got the only like triple A game that I got like legit kind of hyped for was they're making a new Spider-Man, and they were like, uh, yeah. everybody loves Spider-Man 2. Do you remember Spider-Man 2, Scott? It was just on the doing Xbox. that. They're like, just that with modern graphics. Yep. <laughs> like, just like, here's all of New York. We have way better machines than we did in the PS2. Less fog. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Here's all of New York. Just swing around and be Spider-Man. Looks super cool. And the other thing that I did get hype about, that's tri- not fair, there's two things, mm-hmm. was they're doing a ground-up remake, not just a remaster of Shadow of the Colossus. And I got, oh, yeah, yeah, I, got cool. I got a little like legit giddy when I saw that. And I was like, what? I was like, that game is... That game is, I think, one of the only games where I've been like, this is be more than a video game. Like, this isn't just, like, video game as an art or whatever. You're like, this is more than a video game. Like, this is an experience that is, like, like really got me. Got me. Got me in my gut. Anyway. So, cool. yeah, E3 happened. Yep. yep. Let's hit movies. Scott's on movies. Mm-hmm. Yep. Did you see I Lego saw Batman w- yet? What? Who? Did no, Lego I didn't Bat- finish it. Get out of here! Yeah. It's the only thing I care about. Is, is Lego Batman I good? saw Wonder Woman. I liked it. I like where it is on the didn't list. did we already it's rank it? Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. Did you, oh, yeah. Issues with the list, I guess, on Wonder Woman. You saw it. Oh, no. No, it's Never fine. mind. I got the order reversed. John yeah. saw it. It's on the list. It's, John saw it first. It Scott it saw it second. Yeah. So you're right. So, yeah, Scott's good with the ranking. Uh, I saw a great freaking movie that I enjoyed way more than I should have. Triple mm-hmm. X, The Return of Xander Cage. I wanted to see that in theaters, man. Holy looks, shit. Like, to me, like, the fact that they've hit the formula for what makes Fast and the Furious good, and then when they were like, now we're redoing Triple X, I was like, I really liked Triple X, the first one. I was like, I hope they do it good, and apparently they did. They did. 
Yeah. Well, here's yeah, they brought back Vin Diesel. Yep. They brought okay. back Sam Jackson. Yep. For no reason whatsoever, they introduced Neymar Jr., the famous soccer player. <laughs> and then they threw in Donnie Yen and Tony Ja. Hooray! Right. I like all those names. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm watching this movie, and I'm like, I really hope they know what they're doing. Like, I hope they watch Triple X and do that. But, like, turned up, turned up, yeah, which is with the Fast and the Furious movies. And they did. The it delivered on every promise. Uh, that every promise that the return of Xander Kane should have held, <laughs> right? And there's stuff that happens in it. I'm like, oh, this is amazing. This is amazing. This is amazing. And then there's an um, like a mind blowing fight scene: uh, Vin Diesel versus Donnie Yen in a kung fu fight on a highway, on top of trucks and cars, <laughs> kind of like The Matrix Two, but good. But, like, without superpowers. Like, they're all kind of supposed to be dudes, in air yeah. quotes. Like, at one point, they fall off, and they're standing in the highway, and cars are racing at them. And you're like, I feel tense here. This does not... I'm not comfortable watching this. And then a car hits one of them, and it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, ow. Well, well that... That delivered on that promise. That answered that question. <laughs> this is so unbelievable. You couldn't just be standing out there on the highway. <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, I'm yeah. I might watch that tonight. It, it made it made no money domestic. That's, I looked it up on box office. Must have done well internationally. It made over three hundred million dollars yeah, internationally. New more triple X. <laughs> that, that was actually what I want. Oh, I forgot to say this when we were talking about DCU. I think the, the North American market is a little more sophisticated than we give it credit for. Like a lot of movies that are just fun eye candy fail here and do super oh, well. No, dude, oh, I mean, we talked about that with Fantastic Four. Fantastic yeah. Four was like opening in uh, in which one? The fan, 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 yeah, exactly. It was opening in China, so it had like the Taiwan release, whatever. And it was like all over the news. They had floor to ceiling billboards and whatever, and it did really well. Yeah, Triple X Return of Xander Cage is completely produced by Hong Kong Films Studios. It's like Vin Diesel Studio, and then like Shanghai Films and Hong Kong Studios, and Ah. like they knew what they were doing when they got Donnie Yen and and Tony Tony Jaa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's Uh, the big uh, it, and it. And it ends, and there's a twist, and I'm like, oh, that twist is is delightful. Uh-huh. It is perfect. I'm so happy that they... I desperately want to see this movie. They, I like, <laughs> I, I, because you desperately want to see it, I don't want to spoil it. Don't spoil it. Yeah, don't spoil it. Like, I mean, like, there's, a, there's a good chance I'll see it in the next two weeks. Mm-hmm. Like, Sarah and I were legitimately like... Uh, it, was right, it came out right when we were moving. And we were, like, we oh. were kind of planning a, like, a getaway movie night to go watch it. And then I think we ended up. It's got that fast seven kind of like. Do you know what I think really superstar hurt? Superstar cast. If I'm not mistaken, it was they weren't they weren't back to back, but I know that they were in theaters at least a little bit at the same time as John Wick two, and mm. I was like, that is, I'm sorry, that's not even a decision. <laughs> like, I'm like, I was, and I was like hyped to see Triple X, and then I was like, wait a second, we have a night for a movie. Triple X is a John Wick two. We <laughs> like, well, I know um, where this decision goes. And, and for no reason, early in the movie, Vin Diesel does some crazy stunts. You're just like, oh, that's... Oh, he's a former stuntman, Danny yeah. Cage. Yeah, and he's he's doing it. He's just like, is he downhill skiing in a jungle? Yeah. Yes, he is. It's great. Amazing. What else does he done, done? I mean, Scott Scott? I watched 1981's Dragon Slayer. Okay. Whoa. I saw that on Netflix. You just watch shit on Netflix. Was I mean, it on Netflix? Yeah, I think so. Oh, okay, Dragon Slayer. I paid for I, it on I, iTunes. Yeah, <laughs> I paid for it on iTunes. There's one, there's one thing in 1981 where I said I wanted to watch a fantasy movie where someone fights a dragon with a big sword, uh-huh. and I cast Peter McNichol in that role. Okay. Who's Peter McNichol? The guy from Dragon Slayer. 
Yeah. He he played the super nerdy loser friend from Ally McBeal. Mm-hmm. He also played on Agents of Shields the professor who was in fact an Asgardian. Mm-hmm. You you you'll recognize him immediately. He's like I'm a looking... short little dude. As a not not the first star of eighties action film. You would uh, think. what else was he in for a, a big long time? Ally McBeal was the numbers. Big one, numbers was the oh, other one. I didn't the, see numbers. The... So how how does Dragon Slayer yep, hold how up? Does it, how does it do? Why, okay, but hang on. I I've rewind to the yep. moment before you watched Dragon Slayer. What was the thought process to be like? <laughs> this is how my evening gets spent. Oh, I yeah. saw a list of eighties science fiction and fantasy movies you haven't seen yet. And you were like, "Huh?" I'm like, "I've one. seen. I, I own that one on VHS. I gave <laughs> that one away, but I'm going to put it back into my catalog and see if Chris wants to watch it." Yeah, and she said, "Yeah." And she was dragons. Like, sure, dragons. Right, and it kind of holds up. Oh. there's like a weird level of like early '80s fantasy where they just show mindless savagery for no reason, <laughs> like in I that Conan that. the Barbarian kind of thing. It's just like, did the dragon? It just ripped her leg off. Like, why did that happen? They, that's they're eating her foot now. That's super feel, fucking gory for no. I reason. feel like the eighties. It's a Disney 80s. movie. It's produced by Disney Films. I'm just like, what? Yeah, but I feel. I mean, regardless of production company, I feel that in the eighties, fantasy movies weren't for kids. Hmm. You know, like I think that they were like. If you look at maybe you look, you look at like uh, what do you call it? What's the one with Warwick Davis? Uh, Willow. Willow. Willow is Willow like way some scary, scary stuff. Story, Legend yeah. was pretty messed up. Like yeah. Yeah. you know, I mean, like it, it, it's not... tame in retrospect, but like but yeah, time, but there's yeah. like still a lot of like adult kind Remember of stuff. Heavy like... metal was still a thing, right? Like sex and fantasy still yeah. were much I think more it was joined. A, yeah, I think it was only like late '80s where it kind of became uh, like Never Ending Story yeah, and like, like all that stuff kind of like made it a kids genre. But I think like early where they killed the horse instead of the peasants. Yeah, yeah, but they killed <laughs> the horse. It was so sad. <laughs> So yeah, so Dragon Slayer. So I guess we need to rank these films. Okay. Yeah. So Triple X, I feel like it sounds like you want to go to the top of our action. Top of the top. All right. Is well, it better than Hackers? No, no. It's, it's not as <laughs> it's not oh, as boy. it's not as good as Force Awakens. Okay. Okay. All right. All right, all right. Force Awakens is similar. Mm-hmm. Just it pulls it off better. It's got that like, like maybe, fan service. I was going to say, like, maybe if there were three really good triple X's before. So a couple <laughs> slots down from Star Wars is The Mask of Zorro, which is like an ex- kind of appropriate action mm-hmm. movie. I, I would rather watch Return of Xander Cage than Mask nah, of Zorro. Wow. That makes sense. So moving up, The, the Descent? No, Under the Descent. The Descent has a, a better concept. Huh. Neat. <laughs> Easy. Uh, Dragon Slayer. Yep. Dragon Slayer is going to go a little bit lower. Yeah. It's... Yeah. It's fine for what I mean, it kind is. of holds up. Doesn't sound like the greatest. It's, it's, like, I, they get the Dragon Slayer 2017 re-release with the quote on the top, Scott, at 9to5.cc. It kind holds, of holds up. It's, it's fine for what it is. It's fine for what it is, big letters. Well, you know, sometimes you go back and you watch those old movies and you're just like, Oof, yeah. that was a slog. Yeah. yeah it, it was, it was why, not a slog. It's why I've never X-Men watched... X-Men Apocalypse. Brian Singer. Oh, God. Better than X Men Apocalypse. I yeah. would I would sit down and eat. Wait, it's why popcorn. I've never watched the Never Ending Story again because I've been told by numerous people that it, it does does, does not hold up. Pat took that bullet. Didn't yeah, he? Pat, yeah, Pat took that bullet, and a couple of the a girl that I used to see back in like Graver scene was yeah. like so excited and like it just fucking did. Yeah, exactly. It. And like she was even worse. Like she watched it on like a come down and was like, it just ruined everything. Brutal. And I was like, nope. Yeah, I, I feel like if I was going to watch a Never Ending Story, I'd want to watch like a twenty five minute cut. Okay, Star Trek Beyond. Not as good as Star Trek Beyond. Not as good. So moving down, there's not a lot of action movies here to compare it to, or like whatever. Evil Dead, Sam Raimi. 
Not as good as Evil Dead. Not as good as Evil Dead. Uh, Going down, Ghost in the Shell 2017, which I don't think you saw. No. Underneath that is Moana, and then Rush, uh, the Ron Howard one, and then Mm. you're back to X-Men Apocalypse. Under Moana, ahead of Rush. Under Moana, ahead of Rush. Ah, poor Ron Howard, man. <laughs> Just can't catch a break. Whatever, man. Well, we've got to watch some of his good movies to get them on the list first. Yeah, but I was going to say, I was like, if we, we sit do... down and we watch Apollo 13, then we that's, can... That's like, true. Yep. Yeah, no, I was so like, if we, do, if we do TV shows, we just, you know, he gets Arrested Development because yep. he's the narrator. <laughs> no, Apollo 13 is a masterpiece of science yeah. fiction. It's, it's, science fiction. It's also like, science. there's also like really a constellation of good actors that all get into it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think you can put Apollo 13 as science fiction, though, bro. It's not... A factual retelling. There's some like liberties that are taken with it. Yeah. Hmm. Science historic fiction. <laughs> historical fiction? Yeah, historical, historical fiction, fiction is a genre. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but it's science historical science. fiction. Science historical fiction. <laughs> science historical fiction. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is what Apollo 13 is. Uh, John, do you want to throw, throw any of those DCU movies? I kind of don't. I'm, I'm, I like. I feel Man like of Steel is not there yet. Man of Steel is not there. I did not rewatch Man of Steel, so it's not as fresh in okay. my head as it might have been. The ones that I watched were Suicide Squad, Suicide Squad and, Squad and yeah. BVS. Are they are they ranked appropriately? BVS is down here. I I, I would argue that it deserves to be higher. But, but higher I understand what? that it's like I'm I'm like in a sense ranking the thing that I think it could have been other than the thing that it was. And I want okay. you I want you to see a cute okay. before we do anything. And same thing with Suicide Squad. I checked out in the last fifteen minutes because I didn't like it. But at the same time, like I see there were there was good bits in there and they were they were mangled. I mean, I don't think Suicide Squad is very high. No. Is it on here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They did it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I feel like you... There's an image with it, even, I think. Mm-hmm. No, I don't think so. Chomp at the images. I don't think he did Suicide yeah. Squad. Oh, yeah. It's um, underneath Seville and the Mask of Zorro. Wow. And under the descent. Yeah, that's probably where it needs to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway. The, the, the thing with the Suicide Squad that weirded me out was the, peop- the things that people really hated about it were not the things that I hated about it. Like? People really hated the Joker. Oh no! I, the Joker was great. Yeah, I had no problems fine. with the Joker. Yeah. Right? People, you did, you watch, did you watch the extended cut? By the way, yeah, yeah, yeah. People, yeah. people really hated Will Smith as Deadshot. I had no like, problems. I thought with he that. was fine. He was fine. Like he definitely suffered from Will Smith isms and being Will Smith playing Deadshot, not being Deadshot, and yeah. that's kind of bullshit. But when he, he, he when he right. becomes True Blue Hero, kind of towards the end, I'm like, get like get the fuck out. That bugged yeah. me. Like it wasn't his performance; it was just more of the writing. And I'm yeah. like, that's not. Yeah. Which, I mean, that might be in a Will Smith rider that he needs yeah, to be a hero. And his little thing yeah. of, like, totally eating it when Batman shows up, I'm fine with. Yeah. It was great. It's Batman. Oh, <laughs> uh, damn. Yeah. I liked Harley. Like, Harley was pretty good. I, good. Like, yeah. I liked, like I said, in the, the version, one I of the things... I loved Boomerang. Boomerang was... Su- I really liked Boomerang. Mm-hmm. I mean, but I said, in the, in the extended version, there was that whole bit of where, like, where Harley just decides to, like... Kind of like psychoanalyze everybody and just like push all their buttons, mm-hmm. which I'm like is kind of the best because I was like that's not often talked about the fact that Harley is a, like a has, has yeah. a PhD, you know, like it's like yeah it's like under ten thousand layers of crazy, but I'm like if she wants to just like needle you and get under your skin, she's gonna be able to. It's gonna be pretty easy. Like these are guys who wear their sh- wear all their shit on their sleeve too. Yeah. That's that's the other character that should have been scrapped from the movie. Killer Croc, yeah, um, Diablo, Diablo, and. Fucking Enchantress's weird brother. Yeah, unnecessary. Sub boss level one. Like, yeah. just don't care. And what's her name? Couldn't didn't need to be in it either. The oh, why am I dead? The Katana. Oh, the Katana girl. Katana. Katana yeah. didn't need to be in the movie. Yeah. Yeah, it was a little busy. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and it's not like that she was bad. I didn't mind her around, but I'm like, it's just you didn't need to be there. Like, if you had just made it, uh, what's you just start? made it like so, dead, okay. Deadshot, Deadshot, Harley, Boomerang. Enchantress. I think I think you're gonna you're gonna get what I'm where I'm going and, here. Uh, the, the movie was like less than the sum of its parts. 
Yeah. It did not come together very well, but yeah. there's individual elements that were like exceptionally well done. Yeah. I think BVS is in the same territory, and the, and there's just less of everything. There's less of those moments that are good, and there's less of the moments that are absolutely yeah. god awful. Anyway, whatever. But that's it's the other thing done. too is I mean like I also have a soft spot for guys like Boomerang and whatever, which yeah. I mean like I had going in, and the fact that Boomerang was kind of fun, I liked. <laughs> and like I said, and I mean I Jai Courtney had no business being that good as Boomerang with what they gave him. It was so fun. Yeah, exactly. Like like Boomerang did the best he could with everything mm-hmm. that he had, and I was like, oh. Anyway, yep. When, Good he, times. when he talks Slipknot into suicide, <laughs> fucking great. Yeah, I love that scene. Go uh. for it, mate. I got your back. <laughs> I don't know what he was thinking. <laughs> yeah. Good times. Yep. Uh, do we have anything that we're looking forward to before we wrap it up? I think anything that we could conceivably be looking at or watching. Well, Fantasia's coming up real soon. That's like I mean, not, four weeks. I guess. Yeah, but not yeah. before the next episode. Not for the next episode. Yeah. I don't know. Uh. I, is this hype? Are we generating hype? That's what I'm trying. <laughs> I, I just finished hype. All, Get hype! Uh, speaking of DCEU, <laughs> I just finished all the CWDC seasons, so next time we can talk about that. What's the CWDC? Arrow, Flash, Supergirl. <laughs> oh my god. Legend of <laughs> off. I, just, I can make it like 10 minutes into those episodes, and I'm just like, this is fucking awful. Uh, Arrow ended without having to use the power of love to beat the bad guys. So Yeah, I wonder if they fixed their business. There's a bunch of TV that I want to catch up on. What was there? Yeah, but I mean, but I think it's stuff that... Did we ever do a full Rick and Morty debrief? I feel like we must have. Not full. I'm not I'm finished not with Rick and Morty. Man, I'm... I... I, I, I've rewatched it like four times. It just gets better. It's so, it's good. so good. Yeah. Maybe there'll be some Rick and Morty talk. Scott, yeah. watch some Rick and Morty. Yeah, I've seen a few episodes. I like it. It's, yeah, just watch some more. It just doesn't like, play on my TV. You so have better. to watch it on the computer. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. Just like when you're uh, when you're doing some stuff, just throw it on the... He has one tiny little screen. No, like a you, have a, you have a double screen, no? Well, on the computer? I yeah. One little 17 inch. <sighs> now we're ending on a down <laughs> note. Um... <laughs> Maybe next time we'll have a Patreon up and then we can raise money for more gear. Like Scott's second screen. <laughs> <laughs> he does he does video editing and no, he does photo Photoshop. editing. Mm-hmm. Photoshopping. Design. How do you photoshop with one screen, brah? It's not my favorite thing in the world. <laughs> I, I got to work on a two you monitor don't, rig once. You don't say I got waiting to work on forever for you to do anything in Photoshop. That's not true. I gave him a Photoshop job on Sunday and he had it done Sunday night. Clear clear instructions, sort of. I was 50-50 on the instructions. <laughs> but did, you, did, he, did he go on the right 50? No. <laughs> did you? I thought you said that to me as a gag. You had the right I did. I did, I did yeah, them yeah. both at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was waiting for your response. Uh, <laughs> uh, everybody. Woo! Look, if you're a fan of the show and uh, the site in general, uh, please take the time to like us on Facebook. We are number 9to5dotcc, 9to5.cc on Facebook. And uh, also follow us on Twitter. We're at sign number 9to5cc. 
on Twitter. So, uh, and also be sure to check back on the site for something on Mondays, probably. Uh, we have Zombies and Loathing After the Bomb usually on Tuesdays. We have a new comic in 9 to 5 Illustrated every Wednesday, a new podcast every week, usually on Thursday. It's either going to be a 90s or a Go Plug Yourselves. And on Fridays, we have Fine Arts with either Sophie and Scott. And, uh, you know, maybe John will even uh, contribute one of his mega articles at some point, too. You can only hope. All right, thanks. 9to5.cc. We're not working. Why should you? Thanks for listening.